Uh, hey, let's uh, turn our attention to Cray McCallie. He is joining us. He's an author. His book, American Twilight, is coming on out of Sleepy Bear Press. He's kind enough today to talk about his book as well as also we're going to blab about some of our friends here as well. <laughs> hey, Cray, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Matt. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Congratulations on the book, American Twilight. Is this your first book? That's my second book. I had one I put out in the 90s called Weapons of Illusion, and now uh, this is my second book. Congratulations on this. I, we should say you. we have multiple friends that cross over. Dr. Joe, uh, who we had on yeah. last hour, but also you know Metza, and uh, apparently you have an interesting story about when you met Paul Metza. <laughs> I do have an interesting story. Uh, my friends, I'm from Rochester, and my friends were going to school up at UMD, and Paul's band at that time, Cats Under the Stars, was playing over in Superior the night of my friend's 20th birthday party. And uh, we went over to Superior to the Beachcomber Club and uh, may have been overserved a little bit because at the end of the night, my friends were looking for me to go back to Duluth and they couldn't find me. And they went up to the bandstand and asked Paul, hey, have you seen our friend Cray? And Paul goes, well, I don't know his name, but I think he's the guy sleeping on that pile of coats under the table. <laughs> I, I have been there so myself. That's how, I, that's how I met. That's the first time I met Paul. So, Oh, and we had Paul on last week. He's just an amazing individual. Oh, he is, man. So talented. What a great, you know, singer, songwriter, guitar player, you know, now poet. Yeah, it's, he's impressive talent. That's for sure. Uh, so uh, let's get to the story behind this book. It, it, it's interesting because it, it kind of, if I can say from what you described earlier today, it's a good way to describe it almost like an accidental book. Is that a good way to say it? It, it is. It, 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 the, it started out as a different project. A friend of mine is a uh, business owner and entrepreneur down in Florida, and he hired, hired me to uh, work on a book on the history of the company that he owned, and then... About nine months into the project, he decided to put the company up for sale, and um, so the project changed, and then it went through a couple different um, metamorphoses and ended up um, becoming this book of poetry based on some of the writings I had done for those previous projects. And But you weren't necessarily hired originally to do poetry, correct? No, I was not, but he knew I was a poet. We went to school together at the university, and um, he, in fact, he, him and his girlfriend at the time came to uh, my release party for my last book. So um, he knew I was a poet, and I do a lot of uh, online um, writing, and uh, you know, he knew I was uh, still working on my poetry, so then the, poet, the book kind of shifted into that mode as... Um, the sale of his company became imminent. So, the you end up traveling for this book across the country quite a bit, correct? Correct. Yes, um, we went to a company we worked for had a couple RVs, and we went um, drove from Florida to Minnesota, and then to northern Wisconsin and back three times, and got to see a lot of the country on that, and then. Did a couple trips through uh, Florida up to the Panhandle and spent some time up there, and that was really interesting because of uh, you see that 
resort towns, and since the hurricane in 2018 there, Hurricane Michael, I believe, um, the resort towns are really booming again, but the interior towns on the panhandle are still in really bad shape. So it's really a weird juxtaposition. And then a couple times we took the RVs up to New Orleans for yeah. concerts and to Jazz Fest. So, yeah, I got to see, a, you know, probably 25 states so in the last 20 months. And you said Colorado yeah. as well? Did you, did you make it out to Colorado as well? Yeah, we went out to Colorado for the 4th of July in 2020 and uh, saw a concert at Red Rocks and then mm-hmm. went and took part in some of the All-Star Week festivities that they were having there for Major League Baseball. And, uh, yeah, it was really fun. And then from there, we drove to Minnesota and then went back from Minnesota back west to the Black Hills and spent a week in the Black Hills, which was really cool. I'd never, I'd been through there, but never really spent any time there. It's just beautiful. It's, I, I've always found driving across the country is rewarding, not only because you get to see, you know, some pretty amazing parts. I mean, I, I myself driving through Kentucky, I'm like, how pretty is this state? And it's like, and you, got, uh, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, it is pr- truly kind of a stunning place as you go these places. But the reality is, 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 as you just described with the panhandle and you're, you're there, what I really think you get a better view of is if you're paying attention to see the dichotomy of America. And you see the one oh. side and the other, and what, regardless of whether that is Republican, Democrat, wealthy, not wealthy, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, left, right, whatever the case may be, you know, you you to see that and and to see it so bluntly laid out, I imagine is not only you know kind of it is stark, it gives you a better idea of the society that you're going into, but as well as also as far as a writer, it must give you better inspiration. Oh, totally! Like going to New Orleans is really a trip because yeah. I mean. The neighborhoods there, especially post-Katrina, um, you know, it goes from extreme wealth to extreme pro- poverty in some neighborhoods within with like two blocks. And uh, it's really interesting. When I was down there, I was on the trolley car going out to the Midtown City Park in New Orleans. And I don't know if you remember the footage from Katrina, but they had the nursing home that got flooded and some of the residents there died. Well, that area now has become gentrified and beautiful houses. Well, that building still stands there like a race because there's so many lawsuits still. And that's literally the only asset that that company owns. So that sits there abandoned in the middle of this beautiful neighborhood. It's really a trip. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah, and, and so, yeah, the, Oh, go ahead. The dichotomy is really uh, interesting in the South because, like, here in the North, it, you know, it's a little more hidden, you know, especially here in Minneapolis where the neighborhoods, um, you know, are kind of seamless. They don't, you know, there's really not much different differentiation. Um, but down South, it, it, it's noticeable really quickly. <laughs> oh, no, very much so. And uh, <clears throat> when you see the... The other side of town. I mean that 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 cliche. I mean that comes from the South, where you know they they don't have any problem not helping the people on the other side of the tracks. I mean that really is um, a, a a really stark reality. It sure is. Yes, definitely. Uh, joining it's, us right um, now is Craig McCallie. He's joining us talking about his uh, second book here, uh, American Twilight. 
the, the as you see this and you go out there and obviously driving across the country and then going and seeing these concerts and seeing like this and Red Rocks, what a great venue that is, and you know, and and seeing some of the great American cities as well as you go around. One of the things I think is interesting that it seems like you kind of you know, resonated around was the idea that music. I mean, sure, there are musicians who are on one side of a political aisle and on the other side of a political aisle. But the reality is, is you go to a concert nowadays, you probably are around. It's one of the few places that you can go left that are that it really, truly is a, a, a complete, di- you know, a complete you know, look at American culture because most concerts, you're going to have people who are on all sides of the political aisle and all sides of differences still going there and seeing that. And music is still one of those last bastions that we have that that you can get out there and, and still be with the other side, per se. Oh, definitely. You know, so like I'm, we did the Dark Star Orchestra Band, which is the Gra- Grateful Dead tribute band tour of Florida in the right after Thanksgiving in 21 fall of 21 and um you know it was like old florida redneck hippies you know <laughs> and it, you know it, it's like you know these are the guys skinner grew up oh, with yeah. you know i'm a huge huge skinner fan you know and uh so and you know and that's a weird deal you know because half of that band were liberal guys like gary rosington and then after ronnie van zandt died and his brother took over as the lead singer and he's a total right winger so right in that band, they have that dichotomy. It's, it is kind of the – it's like the interesting culture. You go out to like Oregon and you're like, they're a bunch of potheads, but these are some of the smartest business people I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't oh, – well, kind of, kind of I, had, you. I, I had my medical card down in Florida, and you want to talk about a weird cross-section of people, <laughs> go wait in the dispensary before you go in to see your bud tender, and you get a – you know, and get – you know – very wealthy retirees from the Midwest and the East Coast. You get young people, you know, and a, yeah, a very odd cross section there. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think one thing that we can learn, learn you know, and I'm going to you know, presume this with your book is that you do find what brings us together still is music uh, and 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 you know, kind of regions of this country that that you you know, even if you are of one side or the other, the other side of the aisle, that there's still those unique elements that bring you together within music and within specific regions. Correct? Oh, oh totally. And like one of the main poems in the book is on Johnny Cash. You oh. know, and Johnny Cash, he he totally strived for that. You know, to reach out to both sides, to you know, back in the '60s, to the ge- generational thing. You know, he support. You know, he had his TV show brought on Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Linda Ronstadt. You know, that generation. But then he also had the older country people on there too. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, yeah, music is really the through line of America. You know, it is in jazz and blues and rock and roll. In a way, it really is. America's art form and um, you know and so many people you know get inspired by it no matter like you say where left right young old you know there's always something to to reach it you know reach someone and if it can move people and then it can bring people together and uh, you know and that's kind of what I'm hoping to try to do with my book you know is um, you know, I'm on the left side politically, but, you know, I realize what good things the right brings to the equation. Mm-hmm. And I realize the differences that American people, I mean, I could, you know, you go out west and you could see why they're uh, red states. You know, um, 
the culture there. It's, you know, a lot of small towns, a lot of rural areas. You know, people are independent and depend on their neighbors and their families. And, um, you know, there's something to say to, about that, about the community that's derived from that. Um, so, I look, yeah, I, I mean, I don't... I look at Johnny Cash. I don't think and I, we're all that different. I think there may be five or six issues that separate us, really. Oh, you know? I, I would agree. And, I would agree wholeheartedly with that. Because you look back at Johnny Cash and you, you bring him up. I mean, he he played a prison, and he played a prison because right. he, he he the Gospel of Matthew. You know, he was you know going out there and you, you know take care of the meekest of us all that sort of thing. And so he had no problem doing that. And it's such a and if I can say badass thing to do. But it wasn't a stunt. Oh, totally. It just was the, who is the guy he was. He would go. He would go play anywhere for anyone, and he 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 really put that out there. And my God, if we had more people that would do that, I I, I think we would be a better country because I mean you really do have you can find inspiration from some of these people. And I think this is why. How many years later, Johnny Cash? I love Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, Willie oh. Nelson, Willie Nelson. How about we put out Willie Nelson as well? These guys, 90, are you know, he's got this huge festival coming up for his ninetieth <laughs> birthday in two weeks in, in California. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, and he, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing that show in Somerset this up with Robert Plant and Allison Krauss warming up. Yeah, that's going to be great over in Somerset. Oh, my, um, my dad and I, my, my dad and I both listened to Willie Nelson and we both got something out of it. And he's, he was, he was born in 29, 1929. I was born in 1968. And, you know, there's not many artists today that you can get that kind of range with that. It, it, that is pretty, I got a, a funny story about Willie or not Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash. My dad's cooler than I am because he's seen Johnny Cash three times and I've only seen him once. Um, one of our friends in Rochester, when we were growing up, his dad was one of Johnny Cash's doctors at the Mill Clinic. Uh-huh. So when Johnny would play the state fair, they'd always take a party bus up to the state fair and go see him. So my dad did that like three times. And then I saw Johnny when he played at the state theater in probably 94 or 95 with the Jayhawks. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it was like, yeah, my dad's seen more Johnny Cash shows than I have. So yeah, it's it's the guys that are so multi generational that they're so rare today that that that's the case. But I I think your point about the real difference between us and the other side of is and of anyone is maybe five or six things. That at the end of the day, yeah. that for the most part, that they we can we can still agree with it. It's just stop prioritizing your life around those five or six things and try to find the other things that we actually can unite around. Hey, like this, this winter, a friend of mine from Rochester and a friend of mine from up here in the cities took me to a bunch of high school hockey games. Yeah. And you want to talk about community, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's just everybody, you know, with their tribe, you know, and it's like, it's a good thing. You see, you know, the generations, you know, you've got the grandparents, the parents, the kids, you know, now I'm in that grandparent range. And, um, you know, we were at the, the wild had the Grateful Dead tribute night the other night. My friend brought his son, and uh, they were sitting like three rows in front of us. And I was watching his son watching the game, and it was totally like my brother and I with my dad at a hockey game uh, going to see the North Stars or the Gophers back in the day when we were growing up. And then, and that's the cool thing, you know, it's family, friends, community, and that and that's everyone yearns for that. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you're from. You know, it's, and I think that that message today, considering the narrative 
I've heard from some people after, and I don't want to get you into the politics of it, but after the Trump indictment and some people saying, you know, get mad, get ready, you know, and you're like, okay, no, 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 no. This is not the path to go down. Let's find the things that can reunite us because I don't want this country exploding. I just don't. Uh, congratulations on the book, American Twilight. Where can people find the book? I'm on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, and they can get a copy direct from me at Cray McCauley, C-R-A-Y-M-C-C-A-L-L-Y at gmail.com. At gmail.com. All right, I'll put that out. Yep. Uh, Cray, congratulations on your second book. Congratulations on the insight. By all means, come back at sometime. I'd love to have you back again. We can talk more music and talk more uh, about your thoughts on America. Hey, that'd be great, Matt. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Cray McCauley, kind enough to join us. Once again, the book is American Twilight. Find it on social, on, on, on you know Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and I'll put out the uh, the address where you can get it from him as well. Once again, 952-946-6205. We'll wrap it up for the week when we do return. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.